Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. I don't know uh, regarding Zoe. Uh, I think he's making small improvements, but we're still going to have more information for you probably post uh, All-Star weekend, and we're going to inform you about that. Just tell us now, then. You know what you're saying. It, it's He doesn't even have to tell us now. Just act like you know. You've been sitting around here for over a year not knowing what what's going on with Lonzo Ball and not preparing for, for what's been pretty clear. Like, oh, Lonzo's not doing anything. That doesn't seem like a guy who's going to be able to come back quickly and help your basketball team. So why don't you try to figure out another way around this? Now, nah, we'll just wait. Okay, that's a strategy. And then what happened? We still don't kind of know what's up with him. Then what happened to your team? Well, we were losing games. So now what? We'll just wait. We'll just see how they do. Awesome. We'll see if they start winning games. This is what he said yesterday. Arturis Karnaschovas, executive VP of basketball operations for the Bulls in Brooklyn yesterday as the trade deadline passed with the Bulls doing nothing. I just think that this group showed some resiliency improvement this year because we kind of flipped the script from last year beating bad teams, losing to good teams, uh, this year winning against good teams and losing to below 500 teams, staying in a lot of games. Um, I'm like a fan base, you know, hate to lose uh, in a lot of those close games. It's just disappointing to see that our record doesn't show that we improved. So after a busy couple of days, Maybe you didn't. I think... You know, we came to the conclusion that this was the best group for us to give us the best chance to win. Were you disappointed you couldn't get something done because of the current makeup? There were so many buyers, right? So there were a lot of teams that didn't want to take a step back, including us. So we tried to improve our team, but at what cost? And that price was not okay with us. So I think... Next stage for us now that we pass the trade deadline is to evaluate this group next 28 games. Like I said, you know, mediocrity and average is is, is not okay with us. But the next step is what's going to happen for the rest of the season and then how we can address, you know, during the draft and free agency, uh, the shortcomings. Given the landscape of what the other teams did in front of you and back to you, where do you feel you are for these last 28 games? I mean, I'm, I'm still, I still have confidence in this group. I think uh, we would have, uh, if we pulled it out the last game, we would have been in eighth spot. So there's still wiggle room. There's some parity in uh, in the East. I think the the trade deadline kind of shifted some quality more t- towards West. So there's you know there's a chance obviously to compete in East Eastern Conference, and there's a lot of teams that are pretty good. Uh, but they're just clutch all together, so I think there's there's a chance there in the next 28 games. Arturis, I have a question about you guys shooting. Uh, it was cited as an off-season need last off-season, obviously. Your numbers are your numbers as far as shooting mm-hmm. the three-point driven league. How difficult is it to watch a team in this modern era play the way you are playing? I mean, some games we would have good three-point rate, you know, and... Uh, the reason why we were in a lot of games last year, we were not shooting a lot of threes, but we were making them, right? 
we're still making them. But again, now now our defense in top ten, you know, but our offense is right, you know, it's it, it's in the twenties. So I think most of the times we depend on our offense right now. And I think in terms of rate, yes, you know, we would like to bring the three point rate up more, but I think we still. Um, making at the very good rate of the threes. How would you characterize your view of this season so far in the sense of are you disappointed, are you surprised? I am disappointed in terms of result. I'm disappointed, you know, inconsistencies were disappointing a little bit to me. Uh, but again, there's those guys are still hanging in there. Uh, players and coaches are doing a great job now to hang in there. There's still time. We have 28 games left. Uh, we have to improve our position, and each team probably says the same thing. So we're going to battle, and we'll see what happens. Do you expect to be in the playoffs? Yes. All right, let me just run through some notes here. Feel free. Resiliency and improvement. We're staying in a lot of games. I'm disappointed that our record doesn't show that we improved. Hmm. What's the other conclusion? Your, if your record doesn't show that you improved, maybe you didn't. Maybe you're the same team that you were after the All-Star break last year because the record's just about the same. Yeah. Treading along at a little under 500. And it's a bigger sample size. Than- yeah. That, look at that. Your record doesn't show. that We're disappointed our record doesn't show that we improved. Okay. I, 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 I draw a different conclusion from that personally. It's such a self-owned to say it was a great buyer's market, such a competitive buyer's market. Yep. Awesome. You know what you do then when you're the Bulls? That's when you strip this thing for pieces (laughs) and you get closer to winning a championship. There are so that's what there's so many buyers. Look at everybody buying. Well, I guess we can't buy. I wish there were some other options. We could do Stan Pat. Yeah, you could Good. do that, but since there are so many buyers... And and you said in all of these talks, uh-huh. you learned that you have such you know, so many good players. You know what that means? People would trade for them. Right, that there might be some value in those players because there, there's so many buyers. So like... Look, neither one of us has an economics degree. Wait, do you have like a secret economics degree? I did. Far from it. All right. So there's a lot of buyers and the assets are limited and you have them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could probably be like, hey, buyer, how about you take a look at this? And why is he so bothered by perfectly reasonable questions about their inability to hit threes? I don't know because he he does seem to understand that he that he wants it to ha- get the rate up, but people around the Bulls have been trying to make that argument. We don't take a lot of threes, but the threes we do take. Oh, we make no. Mm-mm. Look at last night's game. Just look like really look at last night's game. And don't you dare say mediocrity is not okay with us. Yes, it. Is and Dan, like his whole idea of the East has kind of come back to us. No, it hasn't. Brian, we look at this and we see Chicago shooting fifty percent, Brooklyn shooting thirty-six percent. Why is it a two-point game? Brooklyn has made seven threes. 
none for the Bulls. A 21-point difference. This is what we're talking about with the Bulls. They've got some good players. You're last in the league and shooting threes. It makes it very, very difficult. Simmons, a couple of nice takes to the basket in this one. He's got a lot of room to work inside. Levine misses a three. Caruso disrupted, but into the hands of Harris. Saw Cam Thomas check back in. He's over six. Joe Harris lighting it up here in the second quarter. 12 points for Joe Harris in the quarter. His fourth made three. Ball don't lie. Highlight courtesy of TNT. No editing. All one minute. Ball don't lie. You were outscored in three-point shooting last night with 51 to 15? I mean, come on, man. Like, I am surprised at how bad Arturis seems to be at simple math. He's as bad at simple math as I am, and I'm terrible at it. Can't figure out that threes are more than twos. Can't figure out when a buyer's when a seller's market is going on because there's more buyers available. Come on, man. But this is what I mean, Dan, about I think that in our all of us, and I'm talking about Bulls fans too, anything new was going to feel great. He also, well, let's look. When they hired him, it's not like we didn't make phone calls. It's not like we didn't talk to people. He had a sterling reputation and came in with very high recommendation. It's not like 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 Michael Reinsdorf just sort of plucked this guy out of I, obscurity. No, Th- I'm not, it, I'm this not all saying made that. sense. He had a, a sterling reputation. Yes, but but that sterling reputation is mostly based off of the development of one unicorn. And like I was saying in transition, just because you found one doesn't mean you could tell me where the unicorn farm is. And and everything that's gone on since, you tell me about development, and I, I'm looking around for the players that you developed. Because even if you want, like if you wanted to, if you wanted to, in the argument, take Io, I would argue that Io developed himself. I would argue that through his game at Morgan Park and his game at Illinois, he made himself into the player that he is. Now, I think he might be near the ceiling of his own development, but I'm not sure that the Bulls have made him better at all. We put a huge emphasis on development. Obviously, you know, uh, during the season, uh, it's hard because it's it's a lot of games. There's no practices. Uh, the offseason is, uh, you know, when – players work on their individual improvements, but I thought that, you know, Io and, you know, and Patrick made uh, improvements this year, but again, consistency is the key and that's the quality of the player. You got to get to the point where you're consistent every game and coaching staff knows exactly what they're getting from you. Where's Marco Simonovic? Right. Why doesn't Dalen Terry play? Well, I, I understand why he doesn't play. Oh, I do, too. Because he's a long way away from being a viable NBA player. I got a story for you that, not, that will not surprise me. Yeah. But, but, but Simonovic is not an instinctive player either. I'm not, not as aware a player as he needs to be either. And if your development curve for Patrick Williams 
if you're really if you're really honed in and you're trying to make him into a player, you've got to give him opportunities. And the way that your roster is constructed doesn't allow for him to grow. Because you've got one guy trying to prove a point, another guy trying to prove another point, and none of that has to do with the necessarily winning or them trying to get the most out of Patrick Williams. It's left him so in between that some nights he's just broken. Right. And then then there's the actual development of playing in the NBA where we've seen him on, on back-to-back games, and I'm, I'm guessing this is partially why Billy benched him, teams being able to physically intimidate him. Memphis did it to him from from the word go a couple nights ago. And the book is is written. Go right to his chest. Go right punch him right right in the face. Go right into his sternum. Put a shoulder into him. And an elbow into him. I mean, you know, because in the group text, I've been waiting for Patrick Williams to be like enough and lower his shoulder into somebody and be done with it. And and say, I'm you're not going to do this to me anymore. And I'm sure that the Bulls are are probably feeling similarly. But these are the things that you keep telling me that you're about. It's supposed to be player-friendly, and it's supposed to be about player development. Show me your work. What's your work? Show me how you got to that conclusion. Because no one on this team that would fall under the development umbrella seems to be developing at all. 